This is the Where You At Buds podcast, where ordinary people share their extraordinary stories with Stephen, Evelyn, and Marcus. What is your real name? Did it? He, it's a guy like him who nicknamed me because there were so many Jasons in town when I moved here. So that, that when they found out I was a wrestler, oh, we're just calling you Jump. You know, it's simple, easy, it's stuck. Oh, makes sense. Like when I was growing up, for some reason, there was always like four or five Michaels in my class. There was yeah. three or four Jasons. So we all had nicknames for them. Nick, so it, yeah, you know, yeah. You could you could have ended up with a worse name than Jump. Jump and Jack. You had a nickname. What was yours? Well, my name's Marcus. There was no other Marcus. There was, <laughs> there was, I was the only one. Oh yeah. So, I, yeah, so, on. so should I give you a nickname? No, I don't need one. I'm okay. just saying. Hey, I'm you just can. Saying, but if you had a ring could, name, hey, what you, would you? What would your ring? If you had a ring name, what would your ring name be? What would my ring name be? Yeah, I have no idea. The Croc Man. The Croconator. I would go kill a Croc. That would be like deadpan. We were talking about one-man gang earlier. Maybe we call you the single gang. Single gang. Yeah, so the The one-man gang. gang. We were talking about the one-man gang. gang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was my brother's first match, pro match. Well, listen, our lovely sponsor, Backcountry Brewing, and and the sarsaparillas that they provide on a weekly basis. I'm going to say, I think that's probably the reason I'm I'm most excited to see you guys, is to see what what Evelyn shows up with this time for Better the Boys at Backcountry. You guys are so excited to see me walk through the door, and I was always like, oh, these guys love me. They love seeing me. No, it's It's the the flat of beer that I'm walking in with, right? That's okay. That's cool. You got a purple can there, though. What what looks good? What is that one? Yeah. So it's the I think we're alone now, which is like the Tiffany reference, right? Like how cool is that song? Right. So it's a Strata IPA, and it's really good. But look at the color of the can too. It's badass. And And that one. And me today. Yeah. It's. I mean, literally, this is as see this guy as it gets. Thirty centimeter roll, Kolsch. And here we are today uh, with the one and only. Renowned, if you're a local guy, local slow pitch player, local sports team, you'll know this name. You'll know this guy. He's a larger than life personality. Fills a room with his character, Mr. Jason Romerson, better known as Jumpin' Jason Sterling. Hey yo, hey <laughs> yo, hey yo. We're we gonna Thank start. You. We're gonna start on the sad note. That Scott Hall passed. <sighs> we gotta get some reference for those who don't know wrestling. So Scott Hall character's name was Razor Ramon. Oh, Razor and, Ramon. And he used to come out. Hey yo, and he had a toothpick in his mouth. Greasy. And, and he was a huge wrestler in the '90s and, and early 2000s. He, you know, he was very popular. Uh, he just passed away uh, just recently. Um, complications with hip surgery. One of the few wrestlers that make it that, that long in age, honestly. Because I'm so proud of him, him being my friend. I mean, he was a big guy. And when I first broke in the business in Florida, I'll tell you the, how we met, first of all, how we became friends. We had a couple amateur matches, my brother and I. We were going down to Florida. Like I had, I, My first match was against Sting. It was a, I was a ham and egger. I got 500 bucks for a minute and a half, and he squashed me. We needed that money to go down to get the green out of us and start learning the business. And so we're on our way to Orlando. And uh, actually, the funny story is my brother's car, who got us through a year of training up and down the road, broke down halfway between our home, Tampa and Orlando. And my brother now, he's we've been through a lot. He's like, fuck it. I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) I'm like, what? No, I almost mad at almost toward the point where you want to get out and fight because you've come this far. Why quit now? Because your car broke down. Long story short is I, I stuck my hand out. A guy pulls over. I go, hey, I'm a professional wrestler. I'm headed to the Eddie Graham Sports Building. We're late. Get in. Get in. Let's go. So I run to the car. My, and I go, Mark, I got to ride. He's looking at me in shock like, what? So now 
we're we're late. We're running late, and it's not good to be late for this promoter that we're going to go see. I've heard. I used to watch him and hear him yell at guys. So we get there, and he starts screaming at us. Boom, 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 boom. Okay, we get that over with. His name was Hero Matsuda. We walk through the dress room door there, and I see Scott Hall, who's Razor Ramon. There's Ron Simmons, who was Farouk. There's Bad News Brown, uh, the Southern Boys, which is some other wrestlers. So now we're getting ready for our match, and uh, some of the wrestlers know who, who we are. But in wrestling business, if you have to go wrestle someone, it's good to say your father's name. And it's like, all right, kid, we'll have a great match. See you out there. And sometimes it's not good to say your dad's name. It's, I'll see you out there. Because <laughs> obviously my dad did something wrong to him, and, you know, he's burned a bridge, and it's going to fuck me in the You're later. Like, Shit. So sure enough, so me and my, I'm in my fancy tights, and now I'm a barefooter. I'm, I'm five foot nothing, right? Scott Hall's a six foot, six foot seven, 290-pound man. And I, he has nothing to fear from me. I'm not trying to take his job. I'm just a little guy, right? So doesn't fear me. So we're waiting for our music to, uh, it, to be, it's being cued. We're not having to go out yet. So he starts a story. The whole dressing room starts to giggle a little bit. And he gets up and he starts telling a story about an old-time wrestler who's one of the greats, Jimmy Superfly Snooka. Now Steve here will understand where the hey yo and the chop comes from. Where this just all started, where this is going. Because the thing is, there's that handful of guys that we have that know the hey yo. And there's a handful of those guys that know, don't turn your back or you're going to get chopped. I've been waiting for the music. He, he decides to tell a story about Jimmy Snooker. Okay, I'm kind of listening, and but I'm still waiting to hear my music. I want it to be on time, right? It's, he talked about Jimmy Snooker, and he pointed to the ceiling, and I looked up at the ceiling. Well, son of a bitch, doesn't he chop me so hard that my knees buckle? <laughs> I didn't know what to do. My, my, I looked, the whole dress room's just like, they're, they're in stitches, like, because he used to pull ribs on people. If you want to do a rib on someone... This guy is the king of ribs. I never knew this, right? But anyways, my brother's on the floor pissing himself. He just loves what he saw. He's just, and this is his younger brother taking it, right? This is, he loves that. So sure enough, we go out and have a, it's one of our first professional matches. We've had a couple little amateur ones in front of 30 people. You know, we got 10,000 strong at the Eddie Graham Sport Building going against the tag team champs. And they don't know anything about us. So we go out there. Had a couple little mistakes, but my brother called a couple shots in the ring, made up for it. The tag team champs were just in awe of what they had to wrestle with. And just at the end of the match, you, you know, you can't see us talking, but they're like, good job, guys, man. You guys rock. And so now I'm headed back to the dressing room. I come walking through the dressing room floor and God, everyone's pissing themselves, looking at me. What the hell's wrong? <laughs> God, Hall comes walking over, goes, points to my chest, which is, shows the hand mark from him chopping oh. me still, <laughs> going, Jimmy Superfry snuck a story, brother. <laughs> so that's how, now any of my friends that will hear this podcast and Fryer can understand, didn't know the hey yo came in later. But that's where the chop come in from, where he surprised me. You know how we, you know, we'd be standing there. We'll get you to look at something, Steve, and boom. And the chop comes in. And Yeah, have, I've, I've have, been on the receiving end of a couple of those chops. I would love to see that. a few days the shirt off, too, as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's good. You got you to gotta sell it, too. Like, we have a handful of friends. Like, cause they, 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 some people don't know about it, right? Like, they would legitimately not know about it. And if you're, Tamara, God love you. If you're hammering some shrooms and you're sitting around a fire <laughs> and jumping nose and he gives you the wink and he's like, you know exactly what's going down, right? Like, he's going to give you the chop. You got to get up. You got to sell it. We're going to just take two steps. You're going to walk. 
walk and you're gonna walk right back into an eat one and it like seriously you're sure you do get the good red head but oh man people like people like whoa what just what happened? just happened and we, him that. and i are just killing ourselves it's not just that well first of all if i chopped a person and someone watching from a few people over were like oh my god you see what he did to him what did that man and do and then there's something make it look good and sound good where and he didn't feel a thing and you get a guy like steve over there goes to chop you're like please don't do that again He's gonna hurt you. Please. See? But that's Please. the art of wrestling. It really is no, an there's art. Times you know, I've owed him a few extras back. Wow, that's different. Like, that's yeah. the thing. So this is part of the game too. Is yeah, you know when he's getting you to get you, and yeah. you know when he's getting you for show. Yeah. So so you, you became know. a pro in wrestling. Like, what brought you to wrestling? Are we? Are you, you said you were you were living in Tampa at the time. Are you were you born and raised there? Were you born in Canada? How did you no, end up there? No, no, that was just one of the stints down and along the road. My father first wrestled there before me. So who, who's your dad? Yeah, who's my dad your... was, uh, his name is Dewey Robertson, Dewey Byron Robertson. And uh, we were from Burlington, Ontario. They're Hamiltonians. I'm Burlington. And he was a wrestler. He could have been a professional hockey player. He had a lot of jobs. He was very talented with his hands and everything. But uh, when he was training in, for hockey, he looked at they were in the back of the gym back in Hamilton. He saw these guys in a, in a ring throwing themselves around it was professional wrestler. He said, that's what I want to do. He became Dewey Robertson, Canadian heavyweight champion. We had the gymnasium. We had a beautiful house. You, he wasn't going anywhere because back in that day, and even kind of still in our day-to-day, Canadians don't get a break. They don't get the payoff that the American guys do. Uh, that never started until Bret Hart came on the scene. The or edge. Roddy Piper was the first. Let's say Roddy. Hot Rod was the first Canadian to actually make a decent. I had job. no idea Roddy Roddy Piper was. Canadian. I didn't know he was Canadian from, either. From Winnipeg. No wow. way. Okay, so I learned something new today. Yeah, because there, there's a few Canadians now. There was the Edge, and then there was uh, that other guy from Winnipeg. Um, well, the, well, the Hearts are the easily the most well, famous. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Yeah, was, a lot of great wrestlers. Yeah. Actually, Canada in Hamilton, where my father was, was a hotbed of them training. And if you were even American wanting to train, you would go to Hamilton, Ontario to train, to go out and learn the business. Uh, So it was a hotbed back in the 60s and the early 70s. And then NWA came in, which was part of WWF at the time. They held hands. Vince McMahon Sr. was in charge of New York. Right through Detroit, through New York, through Hamilton, Ontario, it was just a big circuit. And that's really all they really had. But back to my father, he wasn't getting paid off as a Canadian. And now he's down south in these big organizations and these big in the big territories, not getting his worth. Yeah, he's the fastest runner, but he's not allowed to win. Either they were pushing him the way they didn't want him to, or they don't want to pay him the proper way. Before you know it, we're living in Louisiana in the States for about a year at a time. Now his business is starting to go the other way because his business was important that he was around, at least more than what he wasn't, because it was Dewey, it was called Dewey's Gym. And people were there to see Dewey, the champion, you know, and he, so he's not around. So he had to finally change his name to The Missing Link to try and get that paycheck. And he finally did, and they can't turn him down because he's, when The Missing Link's in town, you're selling out. So you got to give him his, you got to give him his, his dues now. But we lost his business. He, we lost a lot for him to turn in for for what he wanted to do. I, I'm not going to call him selfish. I probably would have done the same with my family. But I, he probably holds a lot of regrets to a lot of things the way because he moved away. Our hockey didn't prosper and move in a great way. Like me, I played against uh, Keith Gretzky for years. I played AAA where I could have 
Who knows where I could have gone? My brother, who knows? He could have been a professional hockey player easily. Like, So he may have held regrets on that, but uh, I don't hold any remorse. I don't hold any regrets. You follow in his footsteps, even though like, you could have been a hockey player, you started wrestling yourselves. That's funny you say that because when he had his gymnasium, he had uh, a wrestling ring in the middle with the and all the weights around it, and he and he trained wrestlers. Uh, Iron Mike Sharp. I don't know if you ever remember yeah. who Iron Mike Sharp was. He was the guy with the yeah. <laughs> and he trained him. A lot of other wrestlers that you were aren't aware of because they never made it to the top, but they stayed in Canada. So when he'd have these wrestling matches and in that ring that he used to train wrestlers and have wrestling every Friday night in Burlington at his gymnasium. Uh, just a quick story about that wrestling ring. Yeah, I remember Chris Schultz from the Toronto Argonauts, mm. who's a commentator for TSN. Well, I was on Ridland for a lot of years, and I was a little bastard, okay? I, my parents weren't allowed to go places because of me. So, and he, he would leave me at the gym, not during prime time, but certain hours where he could go home, rest his feet, come back during the prime time hours so everyone could see, you know, sell the memberships. Mm-hmm. And Chris Schultz is in there working out. I'm such a little bastard, I swear. He's over there benching. He's got a couple plates up there. So he's got a 300 pounds on the bench press. And he's pretty far. I say from the inside of the ring, from how far I had to throw that medicine ball was probably, I would say about, I was pretty strong. So I think I got it. I had to throw it 15, 20 feet during his reps. And it's, you're talking medicine ball. And I, and woof, and hits him. Well, he gets up. He's he's mad. Well, no shit. I crawl under the <laughs> ring. Back in the day, they still have them now. You're, it's, a, it's a wooden stick that you use to loosen up your shoulders and mm-hmm. And they got bulkheads inside the ring, underneath the ring. And I was small enough to go in and out of those. So all of a sudden, he's firing those at me. You little fucking bastard, Jason. I'm going to kill you. I was actually scared for my life. He gives up. He was so mad that he stopped his workout. I could hear him go down the stairs. He leaves. Okay. I look. Yeah, he did go out. He's down the bottom. He's at the bus stop now because he was... He was just starting his first year in college. He came to my father, six foot nine, two hundred and ten pounds. My pro- my dad put a hundred pounds on him so he could play college ball. Then he got into the, the CFL. So now he's over at the bus stop over there, and oh, because he could have hurt me with those. So now he's thinking to himself, "Oh, it's a good thing I didn't hit him, right? Dewey would have kicked yeah. my ass." Yeah. So he's over at the bus stop. He's up, "Hey Jay, I'm really sorry for what I did." You know, don't tell your dad. I'm like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> I was just such a bastard as a kid. How old so, were you at this time? Around seven or eight. Oh, so wow. back to the story about the ring where I'm trying to follow my dad's career. So after the wrestling matches and all the wrestlers are done showering, the families are having sandwiches and beer after. And so all the kids my age were all in the ring bouncing around. Well, we, we used to entertain the parents there for at least a good hour watching us just imitate what we just saw. So now this is in my blood. It doesn't matter what I've ever done in my life. I've always been very proficient. If I learn it, I'm going to be either number one or number two at doing it. So and we're watching them, and we must entertain them. They would just sit there and howl, and that's how I got it in my blood. Because I knew I was good at it, you know? If you stick with what you're good at, mm-hmm. good things can happen. Mm-hmm. So You're born in Kitchener, right? Kitchener, Kitchener Waterloo. Waterloo, Ontario, brother. You grew up in Burlington. Grew up in Burlington. Dad's we, gym. Correct. Yeah, we uh, we moved to Burlington. At, I was probably a two-year-old. But you spent a lot of time down in the States, did you not? Like, you, you, spend, you spent a lot of time growing up in the States. Now, was that, like, growing up, growing up in the States, or was that while well, you were kind of going through the trials and tribulations well, of wrestling? For my teenage years, 
I spent all my teenage years there and some young adulthood there. So a total of probably 12 years of living there, residing back and forth. So oh, good thing there was no COVID protocols back yeah, then. Yeah, no doubt. I was like, how did you get to do that? Hey. <laughs> it was the 70s, man. The no one would have listened no, to you. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, bye. they don't even okay, check. Bye-bye. Have a great day. They don't even check your ID. <laughs> There's like, oh, you, you got a driver's license? No? Oh, come across. Come on, oh, That's man. okay. <laughs> you're 19. You're just coming to party for the weekend? Come on, man. You want come cheese on, and yogurt? Niagara's a great place to come and party, right? You spend a lot of time, though, in the States wrestling. Like a lot of time, no? Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot of time. I would say probably three quarters of my wrestling career I spent there. I want to know who the most famous guy that you've ever wrestled. The most was. famous guy? Well, to me, there's there's three of them. In your eyes, probably Sting would probably be, I don't know if you know Sting, mm-hmm. but Sting would probably be your most mm-hmm. famous wrestler. Well, NWA, who, uh, for, right? For our generation. Yeah, he was their champion for yeah. years. He, yep. Sting was my first professional match with before I got to re- see Scott Hall with the Hey Yo Chop, the Jimmy <laughs> Snook and Chop, three nights prior before I went down there, uh, we needed money to get down there. So my dad got us booked on his company, the UWF. I got 500 bucks for a minute and a half with Sting. And I met, we showed up to TV taping. My, my, we look at the TV. There's two TV tapes. I only had to work one. My brother had to work twice. I look up and I got Sting, Okay. My brother looks up. He's got the angel of death, which is, he's so green and he would, he could hurt you. You got to really watch yourself. And then one man gang. And I start laughing. Oh, you're dead. You so know? one man gang for reference yeah. is uh, like 500 pounds. Yeah. And he's like six foot eight or something. Oh, the man yeah. was he's just right yeah. there. Massive. Yeah. With a, a four, four foot two wife, nine, <laughs> 89 pounds. She's the sweetest lady. The size of his met. leg. Ethel. Pretty much the, the size of his lady leg. you'd ever meet. I swear to God. When we were running short of weed, she'd always stock us up the weed on the road. Because it was tough on the road. It was tough in the States, man. It's uh, So we're back to Sting. So before the match started, because the referee wants to find, he wants to give us our finish. He wants to know what's going on. So he, he comes over and uh, okay, he's Wait gonna, a second. So he wants to give you your finish. So is he telling like, oh, you? Shit. Like, Do I got to smarten you up? No, no, no. Okay, listen, okay, so here's. Okay, don't, I don't, don't <laughs> no, hit me. No, that's all don't right. Don't hit me. You're going to need to chop this but here's the thing. Okay, so no, okay, but like the thing is like I grew up watching WWF and like I love wrestling. I right. love all the old school wrestlers, but uh, like I know it's an entertainment business and I love that. He gives you your finish. He tells you what's going to happen at the, how you're finishing the, the match. Or? There's, there's three ways we go about this. Usually get the the promoter gives the referee the finish how they want it to go. Now the wrestlers can f- figure it out how it goes. Oh, okay. To make it better or to make it go the kind of right way, and then the heel, which is the bad guy, can change it out there depending on where he is on the totem pole and how high up he is. Some guys can't do that. He can change it on the fly. They can change it on the fly, and some guys wow. can't. It also depends on the building, the way the crowd's reacting too. Okay. Because you want to leave them happy. So mm-hmm. if you did change it, the promoter can come back and say, Marcus, nice job, man. That was a good call on that. Because it would have went the other way. So next time they come to that town, they're going to be waiting for that next match instead of, ah, uh, we got robbed. So is the refs kind of giving you like a rundown? Like this is what this is uh, how it's supposed to end? Each, like just so you know, you know. Just to finish how the one, two, three is going to go. So oh, okay. usually it's in the ring when it's time to go home. The referee will let us know, or we'll say, hey, man, we're ready to go home. So it could it could be like a three-minute situation where we're going home. We build it, build it, build it, build it, build it. And he almost gets a bit of a boom, pop. Right. 
you get them, yeah. right? So you really got yeah. to know how to build it. So so the referee comes over, Frenchie. He was a great, he's a good friend of mine. He, he's still in the business. Okay, Sting's going to do this. Boom, 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 boom. And my brother's sitting right there. And he, he, I look at the ref and go, that's it? I don't get to do anything? Can't I like drop kick him or give him a couple shots? And now he's kind of fussed because the referee's in a hurry. He's got to get, he's got a lot of matches, a lot of things to do and go back and forth. And he kind of stomps his feet like, okay, I'll be right back. You know, my brother starts laughing. Well, you're dead. <laughs> That's Sting. You're trying to change the match on Sting? Oh. <laughs> who, who, who do you think you are? The way these dress rooms are set up, we don't get a chance to go over there and talk to them because we, we have no way to get over there. That's why the referee helps. We could set up a little bit of the beginning. We set up the finish. And then everything's off the cuff in between, right? So it's real improv out there. Like, oh, you, you, oh, you have no idea. Hey, like, people call it fake. Yeah, I wouldn't. It's predetermined. I wouldn't bet on it. But yeah. it's all off the cuff, hundred percent. Well, I didn't know that. See, like that. I thought it was yeah. like, like scripted to the last detail. When you get it now, it's a lot of scripted because these are the way these young men are taught nowadays. Is terrible. It's it is almost scripted. You could just see it. It's almost boring to watch it. You you know what they're going to do. Like it's more scripted now, basically. Is Pretty much, yeah. yes. yes. Storyline. Well, isn't that kids these days? You just kind of got to hold their hand and take them right through something. You pretty much, I bet you it's written in crayon for them. Most of them right. nowadays. Millennials. Like, hey, here you go, millennial. This is how you're going to do this. Come one. here. Come on. Let's get this done. Tweak your mustache. So back to the match there, because we were talking about, if you introduce yourself to someone, say, hey, I'm missing Link, son. Hey, kid, good to see you. See you out there. Yeah. And so... Not knowing, <laughs> my dad tried to have sex with Sting's wife. He oh. hit on her. Not knowing this, okay. So my brother didn't even know this. We didn't find this out till later. So okay, the Frenchie comes back with the finish. Okay, at the beginning, you give him a couple shots, drop kick him back into the corner, and now my brother's watching. Oh, you're dead. He's okay. Well, he had already come. Your back. brother sounds like the most supportive person in oh, the world. He I'm loved picking on me in the dressing room. He made fun of me. He made, it's all good, right? Okay, so I'm coming out to the ring. 10,000 strong in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, Eddie Gilbert and Missy Hyatt were on the side because they're like the managers because they're like a team trio. Back in the day, he always had a gang, right? And an entourage, right? So he gets up into the ring and he's a big guy. Sting, Sting's a big guy. He's he's 6'4", six, 6'5", six, 260 pounds of natural. Referee, you know, you're like, okay, I want it there. Then before he, Frenchie could even say anything, he looks at me, he goes, hi, I'm Sting. And he open hand slapped me on my face so fucking hard. What? I mean, I thought what scripted. Yeah. Y- yes. Jesus. Well, that's that's I'm gonna get to that because you think it's a, it's still a sport to us. You gotta be on your toes because you don't want that other guy. Yeah, we know what we're gonna do, but you don't want to take advantage of you. So you still so boom, my knees buckle. This was five times the knee buckling that Razor Ramon Scott Hall gave me. Right? <laughs> okay. I almost forgot what I'm supposed to fucking do. Okay, oh, boom, hit him, boom, boom. Drop kick him back into the corner. He sells it, just kind of hits the corner. I shoot him into the corner. He doesn't sell it because I come charging in for a boot. Press slams me, boom, fist off the top rope. One, two, three, 500 bucks. <laughs> but the open hand slap goes back to where my dad tried to have sex with his wife. So, I want to know what the look on his face was when you said that. Like you were, your, you know, your dad's son to Sting. I, no, did, I never was, did get to say oh, that to him. you never did say that? He but knew? he knew who I was. Oh, he knew. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Oh, they know. Know. It's a small world, right? Like right. back yeah, then, yeah. it's, like, it's a small That's world. Right. Of course, of course. But then Sting must have come up to you and said that was for your dad hitting on my wife. Like how'd oh. that work out? 
Because you must have, how did you find out? Who told you that? By my mom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, they were swingers. They were, they, you know, they're, they're from the 60s, man, you know? Mom. I was raised in a mom, nudist resort. I, I just had my first, one. I just had right? my first match, mom. I just had my first match, but Sting slapped the oh, shit out of me. On, Why is that? Open Because your father is. Well, so, it all made sense. <laughs> we almost breezed right over here. You skipped right over that. I was raised in a nudist colony. They were swingers. It was 60. I was raised in a. Hold on here. Let's let's go back to that. We'll come back to the nudist resort. Oh, we'll circle back for sure. Yeah, but see, that's I'll tell you a quick joke about the nurse resort. Everyone's down on it; they're afraid about doing it. Like, so, lady goes to the doctor, says, "Hey, what's wrong with me, doctor?" He goes, I'm "Sorry, man, but you're pregnant." She says, "No, no, I live in a nurse resort. We only make love with our eyes." He says, "I'm sorry, man, but someone's got to be cockeyed." You know. <laughs> oh, so, but a bum. Okay, so dad jokes are awesome. But Marcus, I tell you, when my mom finally told me, because she knew. When he hit me, because my mom's smart to the business. She used to walk my dad out, and she's great with the business. And she told I think that was because your dad hit on his wife. I'm like, okay, thanks, Mom. But don't forget, that same night, my brother had the angel of death. The angel of death was an old football player, and he, and he had long pants on because he had knee braces. He could barely walk. And the knee braces, probably 15 pounds apiece. And he dropped a big leg on my brother and just literally crushed his nose and blood. But then my brother, after his one-man game, which is a good match, they took care of my brother. Most guys, they really take, we take care of each other. But my brother took the power slam, if, I, if you ever watched him wrestle, then he does the 747 from the second rope. So you're laid out, he does the splash off. And I remember, never forget my brother coming back from that and called, Jason, come here, look. He's taking a pee and he's peeing blood. So we took our 500 bucks and went south, brother, went to Florida. <laughs> Hello, Scott Hall and the Jimmy Snooker Chop. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, You're cracking over more beers because we're sponsored yeah, by Yeah, what do we got over there? Yeah, what is that? Cracking, cracking our second tip oh. of the evening here. Uh, I've got uh, one of the, the standards yeah. in uh, backcountry. They've got uh, about the four Ridge, of them. The Ridge Runner Pilsner. This is one of those ones you can have all afternoon on a Friday. They're just like those Colches. Yeah. For sure. I'm loving this can, mouth, though, so. with the, the 30 centimeter rule Kolsch. That's why I had to crack it because it's cute. It's got the snowflakes. Oh. But I do Their labels are off the charts. Their labels are amazing, but I do it's love their good, standard. Like, good looking. Their standard ones that they have. Like they've got the Pilsner, the Pale Ale, the Widowmaker, <coughs> my favorite. You talked about your first fight, Sting. I've got a personal favor of some of the biggest names that you've fought. Hopefully that's one of the ones and the stories you're going to bring up, but you said there's a few guys that kind of come to mind for you when you talk about ah, you, your biggest, the biggest guys that you've ever fought. Yes. So give us name. Give us another one. My give father. One. Your father. What? Wow. Three times. You got to fight your you dad? You got to Three fight times. your dad? No. Shut up. So, uh, so where and when? Like what year? Well, first of Holy all. Shit. And how that come about? Well, we tag teamed a lot in Texas, and they never let us bring it out as, because we could have went far. The son of Link. They didn't want to push that in the Von Erich territory, but we were tag team partners. I never gave my dad as much credit as I did till after being his partner and how off the cuff and how easy it was for him. It came to the point where he had cotton cancer and I was in Kansas City wrestling and I was both done there. They owed me a lot of money. He'd gone to North Carolina. I didn't know that they were sick because we didn't have cell phones back then. We didn't have, until my mom goes, you better get here, your dad's sick. And they had no money. So I took what money I had. I got a job. They were staying with good friends of ours from in Charlotte. Got a job for two weeks, enough to get the truck fixed, the Link Mobile, get us to, back to Canada. 
And if that was a shit, I was probably getting 21, 22 ish now, headed back home. And I'll never forget hitting the border. And, you know, all these years down south, like I spent 10 years in flip flops. And here we are coming back to Canada, which, but we get to our side of the border, right? Hey, where are you guys from, eh? Ah, we started laughing. <laughs> you the missing link, eh? Hey, I love you, eh? This A thing that we, it's funny because <laughs> every time we'd be at the gym back in Canada, where I'd be like him, hey, dad, what are you doing, eh? Hey, hey, uh, we're we going to go and eat, eh? You know, it's, <laughs> so it's, my dad'd be like, just shut up. <laughs> so he, he takes care of his uh, cancer, he, he has a kidney removed. And he heals pretty quick, gets back into shape. So now I've already started wrestling a little bit on the Canadian circuit. We cut some gigs on with this guy that used to run shopping centers. It was great. They paid great. So there was like six of us, six wrestlers. And we did a round robin. And then the winners of those round robins would face each other in the final. So it was like it was like a total of like five matches, which was great. Just what you wanted, right? Easy shows. Inside those malls, people are all so excited and yeah. different variety of people. It was easy. So they go, ah, you got to wrestle your dad. The dress room hears this. And then as he's lacing his boots up, uh, the referee's giving us the finish, right? Mm -hmm. And then now everyone's watching me go over to talk to him. So that's exactly what I do. I sit down. Okay, so what do you want to do? And he's sitting there. He knows. Just feel the presence of everyone watching. Looks up. <laughs> Pointing at me, right? Kind of looking at all the boys in the dressing room. Did you get the finish? Yeah. I'll see you out there. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Probably one of the best matches I've ever had in my life. So easy. Had the people popping like you wouldn't believe. And the way he delivered in the ring. and Because you got to study who you go to wrestle to. So you got to know what they're capable of doing or if you don't want him to do that because it's going to look like shit that the people But you are... guys didn't discuss any of it before? Your the, dad was like, oh, I'll just see you I out didn't there? Even, I didn't even discuss the finish with him. Holy shit. The referee gave us the finish. Yeah. Then he just asked, he said... Do you know what's going on? Okay, you know see the you finish? there. <laughs> see you out there. And we did 20 minutes of the most easiest stuff you ever done. So that was probably the most to me. And he's pretty famous. He didn't get the push that Sting has. He didn't stick around for for Vince McMahon. Mm. Vince McMahon invested a lot of money into him. He he quit Vince McMahon twice. He quit Vince. I remember the first time he quit. I remember he was making. He just started. This is middle eighties. He's making seventy seven hundred a night, and he's the low man on the card. Wow. Working twenty eight days a month. So I'll never forget. Hey, mom, what are you guys doing home? We're we're at the news resort in Florida and Tampa. And what are you guys doing home? He quit. And Vince invested a lot of money. He got a chance to go back. He, he took him back. Then he quit again, which is a whole other story we'll get into later. Like The Rock says, the best thing that ever happened to me was not to make it in the NFL. And the, probably the best thing to happen for me is him, my dad not to make it the, and stay in the WWF. Because I probably wouldn't be sitting here with two gorgeous children, the wife, my best friend in my life. Everything yeah. happens for yeah, a reason. It my, does. Da my dad always said, how do you make God laugh? Make a plan. Tell him your plans. Yeah. 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 So jumping brings jumping brings the wrestling to Squamish. So like to Squamish. Like what is it? ECW or whatever it is. Getting these guys to book something in Squamish. It ends up going off at the Totem Hall. And uh Jump's like, Hey, I'm in. I'm in. I said, Well, who do they, who do you who do you got, Jump? Like, come on, man. You're getting up there. Like who, like you're, you're getting up there, like and he's uh, so take him out. And he's like take he's out. like Briar. You know who I got? And I said no. Who do you got? He says I got the honky tonk man. Oh my god! And I said you got the what? Honky tonk man. Oh, get out of here, you 
he got the honky the shake, tonk rattle, man? and roll, baby. Oh, but he brought the honky tonk to Squamish. Get the fuck out of here. So Where the honky tonk man came to Squamish. That's crazy. No, I know you get your typical thirty people out in Squamish man, to, the, yes. to the to the totem hall for those. But this night. No, no, no. It this was pretty night, good there. It was so packed. It was so and, and I got a part of the door, which kind of helped. Tell me the story about the honky-tonk man that night. I okay. understand it's all a gimmick oh and a gig, but you know, you cannot forget I am team jump. So I am, you know, he's the heel. Like, honky-tonk man's the heel, and this well, is jump's crap. Well, I don't know how they probably played it off, but to me, I didn't see it any other way than honky-tonk man was the heel. Yeah. I was giving it to him. Okay, you're, oh, you're you're like, like you're ragging, in ragging crowd, him in the crowd, riding him oh. hard. Like I don't care if you're oh. a honky tonk man. You <laughs> shouldn't even be honky tonk in a live. Yes, wrestling no, match. many actually. Like well, I'm like I'm so serious. When I was a kid, so my dad used to beat me is. all the time. You know how people are screaming. And, yeah. Now there's a wrestling crowd. You can hear them, and then there's Fryer. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Okay. Noted. Yeah. To lead into what before that night, I was his partner the night before in Cloverdale. The honk. And we're 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 baby faces. We're we're the good guys. And he ended up using the guitar that night. Remember how he broke the the guitar yeah. over people's heads? Yeah. He used it that night. Thank God he didn't have a spare because I know I'm working him the next night. Oh. Right in my in the in Squamish. That was a Friday night show. Yeah. Sad that we're going to we're going to Saturday night in Squamish. So now we get there and it's it's about an hour and a half before show and he makes a lot of money on selling five dollar Polaroids. Right. He makes a killing on that. Probably does 300 bucks. It's five bucks a pop. And he thinks he's a baby face there. And I'm going to have to tell him, hey, man, this is my Is that the term? Baby face? Yeah. You don't say good guy. To us, it's baby face. That's what you guys all call it. But you guys say, good guy. Oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys aren't as smart as to the business. (laughs) You guys aren't as smart as we are. getting better. Muggles. (laughs) Hey, I'm learning, man. Muggles. Yeah. And what's a bad guy's name? Um, the heel is the bad guy. Oh, the heel. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so now I I, I give the bad news. I say, hey. Hey, this is my hometown, man. I'm the, I'm the baby face here. Well, you know, we're all friends on the road and everything's kuna matata most of the time. He got upset. Oh, well, you know what? Then why am I even doing my Polaroids for him? Like, whoa. Oh, drama. Dude, relax. I'll go out there and tell them to take it. So you fired him up first. <laughs> now I'm getting to that. So now he's he's mad. Oh, man. And I know and he, he's up there in age. And I hear, I don't want to disappoint my hometown crowd. I want to do some good things. And I was afraid he wasn't going to give the show that we needed to. So I had something else. I told a guy backstage, the promoter, I said, look at this. I was afraid of this. So if this happens, I want this guy to be on cue. I'll call him out so we can set up for the next show. So I'm thinking ahead because I'm going to probably do a dive for the honky tonk or we're going to do a DQ where there's no winner. We don't rob everyone because I got something else coming in to head up for the next show. So everyone doesn't leave empty handed, right? And for the well, next show, like in Squamish yeah, or the next show on the road? That's ro- right. No, oh, okay. coming, coming okay, back okay. to Squamish. Yeah. Don't want to leave everyone. Yeah. <sighs> so sure enough, the match is kind of over. Didn't go too good. I mean, like it was 10 minutes before we even locked up and done anything because it's easy. Honky tonk, boo, and, and do my little thing. And we did about 10 minutes in the ring and he's ready to go home, which means it's time to go home. Like, what? Okay, that's fine. I got my hook, line, and sinker, right? So throughout the whole match, like I said, there's the wrestling crowd, and then there's Fryer. Ever since the guy, the guy walked out, Fryer just, you hear every word he says. Oh, yeah. And it's not how loud you are. It's no. what you say and no. what it, 
You what know, were, what were you saying? What were you saying? Well, he, he's an analysis. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't let the guy off off the hook. He's old. You know, he's come on from your belly. What'd you to, say? <laughs> you name it. What'd you say? What'd you say? Oh, I'm sure it's on his physique a little oh. bit for sure. Number one, I'm sure it's on the. He's slow. I'm sure he didn't arrive with the guitar that night because he already smashed the night before. So I figured he couldn't yeah. play. So I saw him about that. Oh, it was like it's witty stuff. I'm not like straight out swearing at people. You yeah. know, like this. It's like going to a Canucks game. I got. Okay. I'm not the guy swearing. No, okay. I'm the guy like chirping good chirp. Now through before the our match through the night, I was talking to him close to the dressing room door. He knew who he was, so now he hears them. Knew who Fryer was. Yes, he's okay. one of my friends. The match is over. My hook, line, and sinker went well. We set it up for the next Squamish show. Didn't rip the people off. Get back there because after your match, if you're allowed to see each other, you shake hands. Hey, good match because we're we're safe. Get to go home to our family safe, right? Mm-hmm. Good job. Uh, so, or you apologize. Sorry, I missed that one spot. Yeah. Didn't mean to drop you on your head or whatever, you know? <laughs> but he's like, and I go, hey, great match. And he didn't even say, shake my hand or say good match. He goes, you know your fucking buddy out there? Oh. I'm going to fucking kill him. <laughs> oh, my God. He's got a hate no, on for you. No, I'm talking anger. Oh, my God. This is the best thing so I've ever anger. heard. Anger in him. I'm going to beat your friend up. He like, should, like, like, he should like, leave Friar's the building. going to die. <laughs> leave, leave the building like thing. Oh how how old God. were you, Friar? I don't know. I had to be in my late 20s, early 30s. Oh, my God. This is probably like 10 years ago. Right? Yeah, 10, 10 years or so. Oh, ago. my God, Friar. No, that was no, 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 was you were early, You were like 24-ish. Okay, 25 yeah. 25-ish, middle 20s. <laughs> so I was still in good shape back your then. I could have jumped go- in the ring right at the end of the night. We could have got her done. We went to a Canucks game a couple weeks ago with like our kids are on the same hockey team kind of thing. So it was all like the parents and whatever. So I ended up sitting next to this guy and he's chirping. Oh, let's go Vegas. And Vegas is not playing. Uh, okay? <laughs> it's the Kraken versus it connects and he's like just chirping he's like yeah Vegas da, da, da. like oh my god okay so you played hockey so what you, I, yeah. what, you were a forward your D what, what position I was I was a forward all my life growing up started in Burlington Ontario actually Keswick off of Lake Simcoe in Ontario and I played AAA in Burlington I got to play a total of eight seasons against Keith Gretzky Wayne's brother yep and I was a shadow it didn't matter. Brantford would end up winning five to two. He'd score three and get two helpers every time. So it didn't matter what you did. And I remember I would, I think I moved away when I was eight to Charlotte for about a year and a half. Played at a, a hockey league inside of a shopping center. Your best moments are in shopping malls. Oh, well, Charlotte was pretty good. America. Charlotte was pretty good. <laughs> it just seems so like f- the American model. You, if you can't do it in shopping malls, you're pretty much <laughs> yeah. not done. It's the same thing. I think we're alone now. The backcountry beer you're drinking. The whole video was in a shopping mall and her Tiffany? performing at a mall. Yeah. Oh. So like, oh, it just, yeah, just seems Tiffany. Like, yeah, Tiffany yeah. did that video oh, in a shopping mall. So it's essentially it's true. It's true. If you're be, if you're performing in a shopping mall in America, you've made you're it. You're badass. You've made it. It's so how's that there. changed? Like that's that's Can changed, we... isn't it? Not like I mean, with the whole COVID stuff and everything, the way the world's gone. Well, I think Amazon kind of killed the shopping no, mall. No, I get but, that, but you know. is it coming back? Is it making like where you know is what? it going? Is you know it what? is it like cruise ships? Is it gonna make that? Ooh. Is it gonna make that wow. comeback? Or? Let's record our show in a mall. I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> Right, yeah. cruise ships then still scare me because there's so much other things going on than COVID and cruise ships, like you know the Norfolk virus, and people this dying. Virus no, I get that, but I'm just killers saying, shitting on your ass nonstop. Everyone wants to go to the mall. I want to go to the mall every week. We're going to the mall, so what are you gonna do? You gonna put on nice clothes? You gonna brush your teeth? Because we all have like an, an ego, want to look good. You go to the I mall. I do that when I go to the Roxy. Right, oh well. my god! <laughs> what? 
I don't do what? that for a mall. It's like seriously. Get out of here. Brush your teeth and get dressed up and go to a mall. Me, me. I'm every, not. Me. I'm not every, that guy. Every Saturday. Uh-uh. Really? Literally me. Yeah. Down, down the city. Yeah. I only go to the mall to take my kids to the movies. That's it. Unless I need to buy hey, them something. Okay, can I tell you something though? I found movies. a bunch of new stores that have like an entire wall of Crocs. I keep trying to get the videos and for some reason it doesn't work. Any color. I buy mine online, thanks. Oh, for crazy. Okay. Any color. Oh boy. <laughs> I have big feet. I have to order them online. Here we're talking about your feet. What size Here are your we fourteen. Fourteen? Oh, That's not tough to they shop for. The they don't carry my shoes. You know what they like, say about guys with big feet, right? Their hands are small? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, Marcus, <laughs> come on. What are you so quiet now? No, he's all right, Marcus. The thing is, I don't want to talk about his penis. I don't want to be talking about my penis either. I'm not talking about penis. <laughs> Who the fuck is talking about a penis? He, was, he brought hands. up his penis. I don't want to talk about too much TMI. So what you're saying is you want to come to the turn. resort. I don't to no, I Wreck no. Beach. We'll go to Wreck Beach. There's only penis at Wreck Beach. <laughs> That's what I hear. I know. The resorts I lived in and traveled in throughout my wrestling career and growing up was conceived in. Both my children were conceived at a nudist resort and raised as young girls. Cordy was conceived. We've never had a redhead in our family. She was conceived on Devil's Mountain with mosquitoes hitting me while I'm, oh. I'm, I'm trying to get it going. But it, it happened. It helped come this redhead that was conceived on Devil's Mountain. So she was raised and so was Brittany was conceived there. And we had traveled throughout our nudist resorts as, as a kid, me growing up. I had my own trailer. I would take from Texas. There were three different... Nudist resorts in Texas. Now, when it comes to nudism, it's such a great place to raise a family. The best people I ever met were nud- were nudists. They're very jokingly people because they know if you're sitting here uncomfortable, they will make you feel comfortable, and you'll and you'll be like, "Wow, those are." You'll walk away going, "Those are really nice people." The 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 nudist. I don't know if if I was in your shoes, just jumping into it. But you're so, raised in it. That's why I was it's, raised. In it's, it. That's why it's different, right? If you it. just like jump in there, like yeah. thirty five years old. What the? But I've had so many friends, like, say, you and your husband are, oh, okay, we'll finally come out. We go to a dance or hang out at the pool all day. It was, like, hooked. So, uh, the place I went to have tennis courts, indoor hot tubs, indoor pools, outdoor pools, what? ping pong tables. We have volleyball courts. So hold going. on here. Hold on here. You're playing tennis? <laughs> Nude? <laughs> volleyball, too. So oh. is there, like, deodorant for that? Is, is there, like, stuff to keep you from No, you don't want to wear like, deodorant because the then like, the chafe will kick in. Then you just you let the sweat do okay, its thing. Okay, so hold on. What about socks and shoes? Are you wearing well, socks you gotta and shoes? Well, you got to wear socks. Well, not in the sand because it's, it's sand volleyball. Okay, I get But that. on the tennis courts, yes, you're wearing yeah, but shoes. but sand can get in a lot of places. It doesn't they, really need well, to be you would, if you're playing Oh, it volleyball. does, and it does. Like, I don't know how many times someone goes up and spikes the ball and hits the girl right on top of her boobs. We all laugh about it, but she's like, oh, I'm okay. And it's a red mark there for the rest of the day. Like it happens. Chop, chop, yeah. Oh. It happens. <laughs> chop time. But tennis. They, they play as many sports as they can where they need to jump up and down, mm-hmm. essentially. That's okay, the point. Okay, so what happens, let's just say there's an attractive lady in a your rocket. vicinity. A rocket. A rocket. Yes, There's okay. just a rocket I knew that playing was tennis with you. And there's no waistband to be talking <laughs> about. Well, well this God. is the problem. <laughs> this oh, is gross. a problem. There's no now, waistband to tuck into, here. bro. Not always you can you control your erection. Oh, for Christ's right? sake. Right? <laughs> so, like, if I'm at a beach even, if I'm laying on my belly and I'm watching a, some girls just with bathing suits on that are attractive or laying there, laying on your belly, I'm going to get a chubby. You know? <laughs> But 
When you're at a nudist resort, you'd be surprised how much you can control, but it does happen. So you either quickly roll over to your belly and stay there for a bit. If you're playing a game of tennis, there's no rolling. In. Hold no, on. That's down. a difference. During sports, it doesn't happen because you're so happy. Prior, how many times have you, like, okay, I don't even want to talk about this. It's like, it has <laughs> happened. I have worked at, I worked grounds crew at the one in Florida. And there was 1,300 people that lived there throughout the year. On weekends, there's probably 3,000 people with all the visitors. And I work grounds crew. And I, I remember, I never, you never see it too much, people walking around the Did you have to work or, naked too? They? Did you have to work naked too? What's no, okay. but I did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Not mandatory, but, but I but, did. I mean, Hang I was, that back up in the I, closet. I, I just need socks and shoes today, hey, baby. And weed hey, I weed whacking. <laughs> I forgot to wash my uniform, so I'm just going to go. I was proud of what I had out there, brother. Let me tell you. And that's the thing, too. That's another thing. You have to be confident in yourself. They do say, love yourself. So where are you at, buds? Love yourself. And what better (laughs) way to love yourself? But you say you grew up in it, but you also grew up with with a father who was like, and and a mother, uh, both on the wrestling circuit. So they must have been. Pretty good looking human beings. Like, yes. I mean, oh, yeah. Specimens, my mom beautiful. Really. I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen your your father when he went by Dewey Robertson. I've seen yeah. him in the one piece that you've you seen worn. the naked picture of my mom in the living room, haven't you? <laughs> what? Did, we, did you not see the one where she's holding me a week old at the at poolside? At the nudist colony. I uh, you haven't seen out? that one yet. Know. Yeah. Could have just been blocked. He's not admitting to it. Well, it's a really beautiful picture, and it's and it's it's classy. It shows a little bit of nipple, a little bit of pube. She's holding me. I'm 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 I'm, I'm one week old at the poolside, and I have the same picture of both my daughters with their mother at the same spot at the poolside, which I'm not allowed to have up in my house. But what else you got, Marcus? What what else you want to know about what? the news? country brewing? I want country <laughs> brewing. Why are your face so red, Marcus? 30, I don't centimeter, know. Hey, 30 I, centimeter rule. 30 centimeter rule. Could apply here too All he as well. Is, no, is, is that longer than five inches? I have no idea. <laughs> Maybe we should do this at a nudist resort. No, a, I'm oh, just, for Christ's sake. The last thing I'm I want to do is get naked with these two. We're best friends, we'll, we'll, but. Just a, quick, <laughs> just a quick thing on nudism. We're very clean people. Like There's showers everywhere, so you're constantly showering and keeping clean. And if I was to sit on this couch or any chair naked, you must sit on your own towel. That you carry with you. Don't want to be leaving streaks. Ah, we won't. We'll keep this clean. (laughs) Really? Now? (laughs) Women have problems too. Now we're gonna keep it clean. Oh, don't even. (laughs) Women have problems too. We gotta let them know. Ah, you know, uh, tuck your string up or. (laughs) Oh my god. But uh, yeah, so but if you do have a chance to go to a resort, because no one really kind of knows you, you could. You know, to go to a resort is just amazing because some of the people are great, they're classy, they're, and the facilities are great. And it's not an expensive place to go. That's another thing. When I traveled throughout there, I had a 39-foot Franklin trailer. It cost me $100 a month for my lot, and I probably paid $15 a month for for my hydro. Are you kidding? And, Crazy. And $30 a month for my American Sunbathing Association, which allowed me to go in there because I'm, I'm a nude sunbather. She you pay for like a pass? Yes, it's a yearly pass, which is probably like 30 bucks a month. Marcus is like wondering, is this still so, a thing? No, you had to get a pass. So that means you have to do a criminal check? So you're not like a pervert? Yes. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. That makes sense then. You, yes, to go into these, these resorts. That's good though. It is. That's exactly right. You have to have this pass and they they do a check on you and everything. That's you know, good. For the, for the resorts. Ooh. But there's beaches you can go to where they don't, you know, rape aside, surf side or whatever. So, yeah. 
So have you ever a chance to go? Oh, I'll never be nude. Why not? We're all, <laughs> like, why not? We're all friends. That dude. is the thing. We're there's best friends. Every type of I'd be okay with it. I mean, there's you little ones, big ones. You know me. I'm, a, I'm okay in my own skin. I like, can, oh, I can buck down and get her done right now. And test. Well, no, yeah. no bearing on anything. I'm the guy who runs through the park in Penticton butt naked with a flag on. Boom, oh, yeah. done. Pretty done. sure he did it at a hockey tournament. Uh, yeah. Put it on more than one occasion. Yeah. Probably his influence. Likely yeah. his influence. Yep. You have to be. Uh, hey, yo. You have to be. You have to be. I got paid for skin. it. So listen, before we, we ever end everything off here, uh, where are you at, Buds, now? What are you doing? What, what, do you, what do you do now? What do you do for a living? What, what are you doing? Well, when I first, I, uh, I needed to get out of wrestling. I was headed down the wrong road and concussions. And Max's wife, we had split up been a couple years she wanted to move out to out west here so okay i'll go pay for the trip i went to got booked in puerto rico that was enough to get her booked and bring me here with a little bit of money all fun and dandy ready for the move so sure enough i'm she called me from puerto rico what are you getting here i need help you can stay with me for a month till you get on your feet okay on my way send her what i had which was wrong i think i had 160 bucks to my name now she's not answering i'm on my way i'm on the flight i don't know where she lives Touchdown. Now I'm at the Ivanhoe. You know where the Ivanhoe yes, is? Yes, yes. Don't know where she is. I'm waiting on the bus. Ooh, I smell some weed. Yeah, I'll take 60 bucks of this 160 I got left. Go buy me some fucking weed. So now I'm smoking a joint at the bus stop at the Ivanhoe. No, no word of a lie. I swear my children's life. A little French kid comes walking up. Excuse me, sir. Where's the Squamish bus? Right here, kid. You want some? No, 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 thank you. I don't smoke. Okay, get on the bus. Hey, because I... I've always lived abroad when I was wrestling and everything. Cause even though if I wasn't making money or not wrestling all the time, I've lived abroad. I knew how to survive, right? So I right away, hey, what are you, do- what are you doing here? Uh, I'm from Quebec. I go to live in Squamish because that's where I was heading. Squamish. You were heading there? I was, yeah. But that's, why? Because that's where she was residing. That's where she was? Yes. So you I, knew that she was in Squamish? I knew she was in Squamish, but not her address. Okay. So that's, okay. Her, you know what I mean? So yeah. I'm, I don't know what house she's at. Right, but, exactly. But yeah. you that's town. Okay. So I, well, what do you do for a living, kid? I do, I do drywall. Okay. Is he hiring? I'd give you his number. Now I'm telling him the story. Don't know where I'm going. Bus driver hears it. Hey, there's a hostel, the downtown one there. that used to be there, remember, by the high school? I'll drop you off. I'll go right by it. No problem. So now I get in to the hostel. Oh, God, it smells like dirty fucking socks in here, man. This is gross. This is not going well so far. Not happy. So, so sure enough, uh, oh, Call this Pierre guy. Hey, uh, met this kid. He said you're hiring. Now this little kid's coming. He's about 19. He's coming through his door right now. And he asked him, he says, ah, could he carry drywall? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can carry drywall because I was in shape. You know what You got the work boot? I go, yes, sir. I'll pick you up in the morning. That was 25 years, 26 years ago. I'm his foreman right now. So you've been with him for 26 years? 26 years. But I'm in management now, which is really tough because now I got to deal with 30 guys and only half show up, you know, so and I'm on schedule. So normally I just had to worry about myself. So what a random way is it, for that to have come it, about, you hey? You know but what? Like, Again, it's you meant just, to be kind of thing. I've always had that little horseshoe and that little bit of luck, the, the right person to ask or the right thing to say. Back to where I said The Rock, uh, he said the best thing to happen to him was not to make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. The best thing was for my dad never to make it in the WWF because I probably would have stayed there, furthered my career, furthered my head up, body broken down, mm-hmm. and not been in this beautiful town of Squamish, played baseball with friends, good times, and had a great place, good job to raise my children. 
Briar Chirp and the Honky Tonk. I have a question though. <laughs> hey, I have a question though. <laughs> oh. Did you ever find your ex-wife? <laughs> oh shit. Oh. So Did you ever find where she was? He found his ex-wife, <laughs> and she's an amazing uh, human being. Okay. Did so she ever know. answer the phone? Well, I I hate her by the way, but <laughs> you hate her? Oh yeah, she's. I love I, she put me through a lot of <laughs> lot of shit since Briar I've been likes here. Her Just trying to be in their life, right? So, anyways. Yes, three days later. You've now been, I'm three working. days. Three days later, I'm. <laughs> you got a job. You you have a job. You have an apartment. Uh, yes. Like, well, all this shit. So I get the I'm call. Fine. I think I come home because we didn't have cell phones really then. <laughs> no, yeah. So the staff told me at the hostel, "Hey, hey, here's your ex-wife. Here's here's her phone number. She called." So I go to her house and I stayed after the first night. Oh, so excited to see my kids. I haven't seen them for like eight nine months. That's probably one of the toughest times of my life, right there. That's a long Being away time. from them. So after the first night, I come home from work, and uh, I think she wanted me to well, try and make it work again or chase Seduce her, her. To try and be the family again. But that's <laughs> I was I was past that. I get home from work, and sure enough, uh, you got to go. What? You got to go. I can't sit and listen to the kids. When's daddy going to be home? When's daddy going to be home? If it's driving or not. Okay, sure enough. Uh, a room to rent, $350. So it was Maple Tree Court. It was immaculate compared to my Max Weiss place. It was a disaster and shit all. Immaculate, beautiful. Townhouse. And they, it's a townhouse. Townhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those North two Yards. girls, they treated my... Because I got them every other weekend and sometimes a little more. An amazing, an amazing place. And never looked back. Mm-hmm. So then that's how I finally caught up with Max wife. I spent one night with her. So... Can you teach me to give Friar the chop? Can we give Friar the chop oh, yeah. now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you show me how to do it? Oh, yeah. Okay. So what we're going to do. We're going to have Steve stand up right in front of me here. So <laughs> You're already thinking this through? <laughs> yep. What are you doing? Show me. If, show me. 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 Show which is this thing, so you'll you'll stand here. Yeah. You gotta go hard on him. Why? Because you gotta make the sound. Like okay. oh, relax. Yeah, it's the sound. So okay. you start okay. here okay. and you come across. You gotta make sure it's a solid shot on it. Okay. Come here, Fryer. Just Let give it, it hard. Boss up, bitch. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey yo. And on that note, where are you at, buds? Thank you. <laughs> Jumping Jason Sterling, Mr. Jason Robertson for coming out tonight, man. Thanks for having me, guys. This was jumping, and I actually want to hit. Like, thank oh you. Oh, my God. I might be right on my chest. Where You At Buds is produced by Evelyn Schellenberg and Stephen Fryer. Marcus Monopoly is our executive producer and edits the show. Theme music, Wannabes by Dirtbag Republic. Our voice guy is Matt Grant. Where You At Buds is an Anubis media production. Thanks for listening. And let us know where you at, Buds. Follow us on our socials. Links are in the show notes. And please subscribe.